0: So, hi. Hi! What I was saying before, (laughs) before I realized that my microphone was muted. Nice. Is that I am just going to apologize in advance if you hear any, like, crunching noises coming from me. I am eating a snack right now. But... That I needed very badly. (laughs) But okay,
1: though. But we're talking about a diner or a... That's true. A restaurant...
0: Yes. I think you're adding ambiance. I think, yes, it's very on theme. I can just yeah. imagine that
1: <laughs> patrons of the burger restaurant are sitting around us right now as we record.
0: I'm in my burger suit.
1: <laughs> I'm going to
0: go out on the street and try to mm-hmm. get customers into mm-hmm. the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm Jean Belcher.
1: Then later I'm going to put a bikini on the burger and go out and also try to sell burgers. <laughs> Because I am Linda Linda Belcher. Belcher.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely see that. You know, obviously, like, I want to be Louise, clearly. We
1: all do. Yeah. We
0: aspire to that. Mm -hmm. But if I'm honest, I am Jean.
1: (laughs) And I'm definitely (laughs) Linda. I'm Linda, but then Bob in my head. When Bob's like, ugh, what are we doing? Like Bob's
0: inner monologue. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Bob is your inner monologue. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Maybe Louise is my inner monologue. Okay. But I but I don't have like I don't have the either the guts or the <laughs> like lack of awareness to right. actually act on it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but internally I'm I I think like Louise, I think. I love it. Well, if you haven't figured it out by now listeners, we're talking about Bob's burgers. We are talking about Bob's Burgers. And we have totally been planning to talk about yeah. this for mm-hmm. for this whole season. We didn't just decide this like no. a week ago. This was the first <laughs> idea we
1: ever had when we first conceived of this podcast.
0: Oh, yes. Is absolutely. That
1: in the year 2022, in the month of May. We month, will discuss May. Bob's Burgers. It wouldn't be time until then, and we knew that. Yeah,
0: yeah. because the movie is. Starting.
1: The movie ah! I've been waiting like so long for. I'm
0: so excited. Uh you know what? It comes out the same day as the Kenobi premiere, the Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> premiere on Disney Plus. So, the Bob's Burgers fans on the and the mm. st- like people who are both Bob's Burgers and Star Wars fans, we're going to have a tough a tough decision that day. Yeah,
1: or, or maybe- you know,
0: ju- yeah, or just, you know, a long day of Yeah of media consumption. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it could be the best day of your life. It, it could, could be the best out. day of my life. <laughs> that is very possible. <laughs> Speaking of which, it's Star Wars Day today. It, oh, it
1: is Star Wars Day. I
0: mean, it it will have already passed yeah. by the time listeners are hearing this, but That's... I would just like to acknowledge of but the course. day we were recording is May the 4th.
1: No, it would be really, it would be kind of rude on our part if we right? didn't. So we got to <laughs> do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So happy belated May the 4th to all yes. who
1: observe. <laughs> May the 4th. I, I wish, I hope that the 4th, the force is still with you in perpetuity. May the 4th be with you all. <laughs> Even on the 5th. Um,
0: the, well, the 5th is Revenge of the 5th. Oh. Yeah. Sure. That's, but that's, you know, that's for, like, the deep cut Star Wars mm-hmm. fans. Like, everybody knows about May the 4th, but, like, <laughs> you're not, you're unless you're, like, really into Star Wars fandom, you sure. probably aren't as familiar with May the, or Revenge of the 5th. Sure. And that's, that's okay, you know? It's, yeah. It's just the nerds. <laughs> it's okay. I love it. <laughs> All right, that's enough Star Wars talk. Rhonda, what was your first
1: trip to Bob's Burgers?
0: When did you, mm, when you did this start? You know what? So, definitely our friend Lizzie uh-huh. was involved. And you may have been part of the conversation too, but it was definitely Lizzie, um, our friend and our former co worker from the Children's Museum, who was telling me about Bob's Burgers. I think it was because, like, she, like, made a reference to it at some point that, like, somebody else laughed at. And I was like, what are you talking about? I think that someone she, else
1: might have been me. It might
0: have it might have been you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, po- very, very possible and likely that you were involved in this. I just didn't. I just remembered Lizzie specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I was like, what in the world are you guys talking about? And Lizzie's like... You haven't seen Bob's Burgers? (laughs) And I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. And she, the way that Lizzie pitched it to me is that it was like kind of the anti Simpsons. Oh, I love that. Okay. Okay. At least I think, I think it was Lizzie who made that pitch. I might have read it somewhere else, but it also might have been Lizzie who said it. I I like that. Lizzie, if you're listening, Lizzie, if you're listening and you remember, um, Uh, let us know. Um, (laughs) um, But uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, that's intriguing. Like, you know, I like, I like The Simpsons. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a modern classic. But like, anti-Simpsons, that could be interesting. So I started, I, I think at that point, like the first couple seasons were on Netflix Uh uh-huh and so I started at the beginning and I was like what in the world (laughs) is this this is (laughs) so weird I'm like I cannot I cannot (laughs) yeah and so I went back to like I the next time I saw Lizzie I was like yeah I tried watching Bob's Burgers it's super weird she's like yeah maybe skip like the first four episodes (laughs) sure (laughs) Like, okay. And then I think it's kind of like Parks and Rec. Well, and like a lot of shows are like this. But like the first, uh, sometimes the the entire first season, but usually like the first half or so of the first season. The show's still kind of finding its feet and still figuring out what it's going to be. Yeah. And so, like, there's some rough, <laughs> there's some roughness there. Yeah. But, like, now, you know, when I have, I have Bob's Burgers on a continuous loop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just throughout my life. um, Like, I don't skip those first season episodes. Like, I find them so funny and charming yeah. now even though I was totally weirded out by them at first right but, like the first the first episode is like the one where there's like the rumor that like they they sell uh-huh. human flesh uh-huh. <laughs> which is interesting because I'll get into yeah this a little bit in one of my topics but the show was originally going to be about a family of cannibals. I got so excited (laughs) when you sent me that article. I read that part and I was like, the first episode makes sense now. That was great. Anyway, what was your first, now that I've rambled, what was your first experience? No, I loved it. Bob's Burgers was a pretty natural trajectory for me
1: because I was already like listening to Comedy Bang Bang and a lot of the guests on that do even more absurdist improv and, Mm -hmm. and they voice characters on Bob's Burgers. So it was a pretty natural, like, Oh, you really like like weird niche market sketch comedy is kind of your jam. So watch Bob's (laughs) Burgers. And so it was a Mm -hmm. happy marriage from the beginning. I think (laughs) Um, I, I can't really... You know what? I had been watching Archer with H. Mm, John okay. Benjamin. And mm-hmm. then people started saying, well, if you like this, you would really like Bob's Burgers. And they were correct. <laughs> and like you said, and I think we've talked about this a few times, it's hard to get entry into that rotation of comfort shows. Not a whole lot oh, of yeah. shows like, like Get In... Um, but Bob's Burgers is in there for me as well. In my last three months of grad school years ago, I think I had it on at all times, either in headphones or in, um, <laughs> on my computer or whatever. I remember finishing my final project that I was about to present to like all of the College of Education and I just, I had my final stuff on and was also watching Bob's Burgers so just such a comfort show mm-hmm. I think it's it's that great mix of like absurdist humor and also like the biggest heart in the yeah. world love, love, oh and love. then
0: Lizzie was Louise for Halloween that oh, year that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that was great. oh that was a that was a good outfit in her
0: yeah. pink bunny hat that uh Misty made
1: Yeah! Our friend Misty, who
0: also worked with us at the museum. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, well, we do we need to do show info? Uh, Eh. I mean, do you want to talk about the interesting guest stars that have been on Bob's Burgers?
1: There (laughs) have been 10 million of them. A lot of Um, them.
0: Yeah, I found a few articles that have like lists of notable guest stars and you listed some on here as well I'm assuming from memory
1: I actually this is real (laughs) nerdy this is real deep cut nerdy but so I play a game where every time there's a new character on Bob's Burgers I have to guess who the voice
0: actor is. <gasps> I love that game. <laughs> because
1: I had been listening to all of these um, comedians specifically on podcasts. Uh-huh. So so you how know I, what I, um, their voice
0: sounds like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like more so than seeing that if I saw them I might not recognize them but there it started there were a few where I was like oh I know obviously that's who that is because of this episode of Comedy Bang bang or whatever um so now that's a full game that I just play. I I don't know if other people play like games with themselves but I definitely like I have to make my own fun I'm an only child what can I say but yeah there have been a few really good ones I think one of my favorites was Bob Odenkirk comes in and actually plays Saul Goodman from Uh, um (laughs) better call Saul so that's pretty great Oh, also Um,
0: I just found out recently that Sarah Silverman is the voice uh of either Ollie or Andy I forget and then her sister sister is is the other other one one. yeah (laughs) I just assumed that they were voiced by the same actor sure but yeah that totally makes that yeah I love that
1: there's so many good ones Mm -hmm. I think Megan Mullally, obviously, as mm-hmm. Gail. Aunt
0: Gail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my.
1: That woman. I love it so much. What, and I also, do you have any favorite? I also
0: love um, Ken Jeong as, as Dr. Yap.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, he's
0: great. Let's
1: see some other real... Well, the, Paul F. Tompkins as... He comes in and plays the, documenta- the documentary oh, yes. filmmaker... <laughs> About the cow, kind of...
0: like the cow yeah. in the wig, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I think that might be where the uh, where my game started because mm. I know I'm a super fan of Paul F. Tompkins, and I was watching that episode, and I was like, I know that voice, <laughs> and then a game was begun.
0: Jordan Peele has actually voiced a couple of characters. Yeah, um, he was the magic shop owner when Uh Tina comes in to get her magician's assistant (laughs) costume. And then... Oh, there was another one. I was watching a video recently that had, like, a whole bunch of them. And there was another character that Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele voiced. I can't remember which one.
1: Love that episode. Fun stuff. The, there was the episode where Tina gets a new love interest, and it's Ben Schwartz. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I love him, too. Oh, no, Tina, I get it. And then no, um, I understand.
0: Andy Samberg voiced one of her love <laughs> interests, too. <laughs>
1: to go back to new girl the actor who plays schmidt plays boo boo i just found that out too
0: i was like what it's (laughs) so good like i did not recognize his voice at all i think because like he's doing a voice Mm -hmm. quote unquote like it's not yeah so yeah,
1: I, for that one I didn't hear it either. And then as soon as I read that, I was like, "Oh, of course it is!
0: Yeah, of
1: course it, it
0: is. fits so well." Molly Shannon oh, as yes as Millie Millie yeah. who wants
1: to who just love hates Louise, but maybe probably more than she likes single more white
0: like... females. Louise. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, Aziz Ansari yes. also he's really good. Yeah.
0: Kumail Nanjiani as Skip Maruch, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, and There's... then Fred Armisen as the the guy oh who gosh. like comes in and like has a like he he's like the musical act at at the restaurant.
1: <laughs> oh goodness, it's just
0: <laughs> it's seriously like a Portlandia sketch. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: it really, really, really is.
0: There's so many.
1: There's so many and there's so many great episodes Mm -hmm. and like, (laughs) should we, should we get into our table, our table?
0: Yeah, what are we going to talk about for Bob's Burgers this month? So what are you like the most excited to explore?
1: I am really excited to go into this exploration about tina and how we explore the subject of puberty Mm -hmm. with our um through media and with i think both how we explore it with children but also how we decompress about it as adults Mm -hmm. shows like bob's burgers where in that article you you showed us it describes the character of tina as just being perpetually in puberty
0: yeah and i thought that was so
1: interesting so horrible yeah, and like it's such a formative experience and I just I really wanted to explore I'm still researching it, but I really want to explore kind of how we think about how we decompress about puberty mm. after the fact through shows like Bob's Burgers and um Pen Fifteen and yes, you know. All of I those was just shows. gonna mention
0: Pen fifteen. It's so like I feel like Pen fifteen is literally footage of my middle school years. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I know. It's so good.
1: And there's obviously such a need for this decompression because Mm. we have so many of these shows that do this in very unique, different ways, you know? So I'm just, I'm excited to explore. And obviously I titled it Butts, Butts, Butts. Butts, Butts, Butts.
0: And how she writes her erotic friend fiction. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a very like natural, you know, adolescent yeah. kind of impulse or exploration. like that <laughs> she just expresses in a very funny way.
1: <laughs> yeah. and like I also love there's such a confidence to Tina how she yeah. just like she's never ashamed. She's always like, yeah, I'm into Jimmy this Jr. Is me yeah what about it uh-huh. he's cute have you seen his butt like it's, i just i love it so
0: much but at the same time she also recognizes that jimmy jr is like kind of not great yeah <laughs> which oh, is like i jimmy like jr. him anyway <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh good gravy what are you excited about
0: that i think might relate a little bit to one of the topics i want to dig into this month um sort of the idea of like small town hospitality and how the show builds this sort of inclusive community in the town that it takes I place love in. that. Yeah, and so I've I've done a little bit of reading and research already about like how they went about creating this town that it's set in. It doesn't have a name, um, right? But the show creator Lauren Bouchard has said at at some point in one of the one of the articles that I read about this that it's it's sort of like a Springfield esque town is kind of okay. what he was actually going for. For another Simpsons reference there. But the idea is that it's this sort of, like, nameless any town, but it, he did very, like, intentionally set it in, like, New England somewhere, like, somewhere on the eastern seaboard. Right. Um, like, maybe, like, New Jersey-ish or, like, uh-huh. somewhere like that. Mostly because of Linda and Teddy's accents yeah, <laughs> is the absolutely. reason why he wanted to set it there. Um, but then, like, a lot of the, like, architecture in the town is inspired by San Francisco because he was living there at the time that he started working on the show. Right. So it's a very interesting mix. But then, like, what I'm really interested in diving into with the town is how... This community comes together and kind of the, I feel like we're almost overusing the word diversity at this point, but like, I think it's still, like, it's still important to talk about like the diversity in this town and like how, like the inclusivity that we see and the, and the real like community bonds that we see um, among all these different types of people in the town.
1: Yeah. So
0: yeah, I want to explore that.
1: I love that. Yeah. Oh, that'll be really fun. I really, that's one of my favorite things about the show is yeah. is that sweet community.
0: And I also like, just in kind of like my preliminary research, I did find an article that's kind of like critiquing the way that the show has handled some kind of, you know, like diversity kind of issues in the past before. So I think it'll be good to get like, you know, some different perspectives on, on this idea. Um, Absolutely. And then there's also an article that I found about being more um, inclusive in casting um, as far as like casting more women. Cause you know, it is like the main cast is like three women or female identified people Um, as characters in the main cast, and yet two of them are voiced by men. So that's interesting. That's something we should talk about. Um, Yeah. But I mean, there are like a few male characters who are voiced by women. So, you know, it Mm -hmm. kind of, that's the way it is in voice acting, I think. But yeah, I think that'll be something interesting to explore as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. That'll be really interesting to get different viewpoints on that.
0: Yeah, what's another yeah, one yeah, of yeah. your
1: topics from the conversation about puberty. I Ooh. also just I also just started thinking about like the coming of age story as a vehicle right. and kind of how that's been done across the ages. So I'm just looking at kind of the the overall outline of a coming of age story and why why they they're so I think they're both like comforting and also a little bit challenging to watch when you're going mm. through them and then after when you're kind of like I guess an air quotes adult <laughs> why sometimes what even is an
0: adult what like, even is an adult
1: <laughs> there's almost like a sat like a sadness there that that time in your life is over so yeah. and I, th- I feel that sometimes when I watch Bob's Burgers when I look back at my own like elementary and middle school days and I kind of have that like achy nostalgia I might call Mm. it like it's not like the comfy nostalgia it's like oh that was a time that was a time that I had you know (laughs) so I really wanted to explore that further of kind of how we seek out that kind of like achy nostalgia Mm. and um the coming of age story in it's many 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 different iterations because I definitely think about like Tina, Jean, and Louise um, are all kind of at those ages where they're starting to see. Yeah. like we we ne- it's less and no because we never really get. I don't know. I feel like there's a part a part of the coming of age story where everything falls to crap or where something <laughs> yeah. goes really wrong and you have to deal with it. So of course this is a little bit more lighthearted, but. Just thinking about their process as they're exploring all of these different things.
0: Yeah, it I that's interesting to see it as like a coming of age story because like obviously for the kids it's coming of age, but I think in a lot of ways for Bob and Linda it's coming of age too. Because they're both kind of You know, like Linda has a lot of storylines where she kind of like tries to find herself or her identity sort of outside of her family and outside of working at the restaurant. And Bob kind of like has he has a journey or like a couple of storylines where he comes to terms with like how he didn't really have the opportunity when he was a child to have like a real significant coming of age journey. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's you know, it it's coming of age for them too. So
1: I completely agree. Yeah, we get that like when Linda has the band and they go uh-huh. they like try and come back together. Or she um, like
0: there's a few different episodes where like she gets, you know, jobs outside of the restaurant and she kind of Discovers something about herself that she didn't know before. Yeah, that, you know, she didn't have the opportunity to discover until she kind of got outside of you know her her everyday routine. So yeah, yeah. Aww. Oh, I love this
1: show so much. <laughs>
0: Me too.
1: <laughs> what else are you thinking about this month?
0: Um, so I am really interested in fan theories. Um, yeah, I just think fandom in general is so fascinating. Yeah. And I think Bob's Burgers has one of the most interesting fandoms. <laughs> um, sure. And like the fan theories that have come out of the Bob's Burgers fandom. Uh, some of them are kind of wild so I really think it'll be interesting to like dig into a few of those and then maybe also just explore like how this fandom like functions as a community um I love that yeah like seeing like um like I mean I've seen like Bob's Burgers cosplays like all over the place yeah um yeah so I think that'll be really fun and and then maybe also like I hadn't planned this initially but i the, I kind of just thought of this it might be interesting to look at how the show ex- itself explores fandom because we have like uh-huh. we have like the boys for now fandom <laughs> we have like the basically like the bronie <laughs> fandom, uh-huh. the Equestronauts. Maybe, like, a few other things that they... Oh, like, when Bob and Jean go to, like, the laser show and there's...
1: Yeah. Like
0: yeah. They so also maybe, go to
1: yeah. <laughs> not-Rocky Horror. Yes, um, that's
0: right. Yeah. So, I mean, just kind of the whole... I mean, how the, sh- like, the show, like, I think is kind of known for, like, referencing pop culture and interacting with pop culture a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it'll be interesting to explore that relationship. I love that. Yeah, that's really cool. So you have a topic that's kind of related to the fandom. Yeah, I was just, I'm really excited. (laughs) My favorite part
1: of like, apart from the game that I play, the nerdy game that I play (laughs) that that I've admitted to. um, I also, I will never on my honor... I will never, ever skip an intro, or if I miss the intro, yeah.
0: I have to go back because there is always... <laughs> well, you know, an- so I've noticed something, though. Like, when I when you watch it on Hulu, mm-hmm. even if you do skip intro, it doesn't skip the entire intro. Oh! It drops you in right when you see the business on the right side of... Of Bob's Burgers, so really, yeah, <sighs> it's like it knew that that's it what knew. people watch for. Oh, I yeah. love that. Maybe, I-
1: <laughs> oh, that's re- that I nerd the nerd in me acknowledges the nerd <laughs> in whoever made that decision because that's yeah. fantastic.
0: Maybe it's Melissa,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our
0: friend who works at Hulu, <laughs>
1: yeah. I love the different little tiny jokes that are peppered in. In every single episode, we get the name of a failed business. Mm -hmm. In every single episode, we get the name of an exterminator company. Uh (laughs) In every single episode, we get a burger title. And we even get an episode where we kind of see how Bob, like learned that he wanted to to do that with his business, make little mm-hmm. quirky burgers and like the names specifically. Um we get a few about kind of Bob's identity as a burger chef within that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but I just all of the myriad of references in there, all of the little like sweet puns, they're never like they're just sweet little throwaway jokes, but they're in every single one and so I wanted to kind of watch a few of my favorite episodes and see what other little hidden stuff mm-hmm. there is in there and kind of do an expose if you will
0: that's fun that's kind of like um i mean this the Simpsons intro always had uh-huh, so like whatever what Bart is writing on the on the chalkboard. Was one because that was always different. I feel like there was something else too. Well, like how how the living room looked, Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah,
1: there was the uh, yeah there was the how the living room looked, and then this isn't this isn't maybe the same, but it's also the same. We used to pause it to see how much Maggie costs when she goes. Oh, was that different every time? I I'm not sure if it was different. I remember we used to just pause it there. Oh, okay. Anyway, Yeah, yeah the yeah, those intros are so good.
0: I feel like maybe we have been remiss in not including like a discussion of the Simpsons as a precursor to Bob's Burgers. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every I feel like everybody who watches Bob's Burgers knows that already. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It could be interesting. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. But the last topic that I want to talk about is the literary sensibility of Bob's Burgers. I got so, so excited when I saw I this. I know. Internet. I'm so excited for this. I mean, you guys, you, you know me. I <laughs> am a literary, uh, I'm trying to think of a word that would fit here that's not a euphemism for prostitute. But I am okay. A- okay. I um, am a literary connoisseur. No, that sounds snobby. I like literature, guys. So she likes books. I... <laughs> like, yeah, I like literature. So my favorite episode of Bob's Burgers is, without a doubt, The Gale Tales. <laughs> so I... <laughs> So like a lot of you know, what I wanna dig into is going to be related to the literary references in the Gale Tales. But there are like <laughs> other like throughout the series, like there's a lot of literary literary references. And I yeah. think the show the show itself it has like a very literary, I guess, sensibility is 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 the word i would use which is very fitting because in the gale tales the story that tina tells is loosely inspired by sense and sensibility by jane austen (laughs) so um yeah so we're gonna talk about jane austen we're also gonna talk about game of thrones because (laughs) that's louise's story and then Jean's story in The Gale Tales isn't exactly like a literary parody, but it's definitely spoofing like that, like, musician biopic kind of genre. <laughs> right. So we'll talk a little bit about that, too, because I am Jean Belcher. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to do that thing.
1: (laughs) I am so glad that this is happening. Um, That is such a phenomenal episode.
0: I love the, the Gale, Gale Tales. Tales. There's, they've done. They did a couple more episodes that had that, like a similar format. Yeah, and I always love those too. But the Gale Tales is still my favorite.
1: <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about a long running comedy is when it does like it. It develops like another type of episode that we all look yeah. forward to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I loved the one I just rewatched the one where Linda misses like the Mother's Day thing at the kids' school, and so uh-huh. they te- they like make up, <laughs> yeah. like these stories to tell her about what they what their plays were at the school. Uh, that one's fun too. Oh, it's so we'll, good. We'll Work that in there somewhere too, because there's like some Greek mythology going on. And, like, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that, too. (laughs)
1: And it's kind of fun. Like, I think the fun thing about um, a fun thing about the humor in the show is sometimes it's not like it doesn't hit you on the head with it. It's like you notice Mm -hmm. it or you don't. And so there's so many like in those episodes specifically, there's so many things that you see anew after when you watch them again and again. You know, you're like, oh, I I never realized this connection to this literary work, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Now I'm I'm just thinking of the episode where it's Linda's birthday and she gets like, she has like the worst day of her life. (laughs) It just gets worse. and I don't know what made me think of that. I was just, I don't know.
0: Because that's your, that's your life every day.
1: You know, (laughs) I would deny it, but Uh. I work for
0: the public school system. Oh, yeah. It's a barrel of laughs. So much fun. There was one thing that I wanted to make everyone aware of, if you're not already, and there really isn't a good place to fit this in, so I'm just going to say it now. So H. John Benjamin, the voice of Bob Belcher, he released, several years ago, released a experimental jazz album (gasps) on which he plays piano, but the thing is, he does not know how to play piano. Um, oh. Have you heard this?
1: He's Duke Silver but without the talent?
0: Ex- yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh. So, um wow. I just want you wow. Aaron, I want I want you to go to YouTube right now and find I'm going to And and we'll we'll go ahead and drop in a clip here for listeners. Um I'm just going just... I need to what? So the the album is called, Well, I Should Have Asterisk, Learned How to Play Piano. (laughs) (laughs) So you can play this song called I Can't Play Piano Part One. Oh, my God. This is a good one.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with this. It's real interesting, huh? I was already obsessed with this man, but (laughs) oh my gosh, I just,
0: wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, he has a lot of money. What's he going to do with it? But hire jazz musicians to make this album with him. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow.
1: Thank you so much for You're telling so me time. You're
0: so
1: welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just, you know, there's that, um, listeners. There's
1: there is this. There's
0: that. <laughs> On that note. Uh <laughs> oh, in in
1: one of the music. Oh, videos, get
0: it on that
1: note, the note <laughs> in the music video for jazz daredevil which wow what a name he's dressed like an astronaut hmm? oh my gosh
0: yeah oh. it's I can't listen to to very much of it like no I would imagine I not it's because it's it sounds like shit Um but, <laughs> but it's interesting right like it's an interesting idea It's
1: fascinating,
0: like as an artistic experiment, right? It sounds terrible, (laughs) especially if you're a comedian. I think this is, yeah. So I think that's, I think that's the thing. I think this is not an experimental jazz album. This is a (laughs) comedy album, right? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Erin. I think you're right.
1: I'm very excited to watch this.
0: Because that's kind of his whole thing, right? He's kind of irreverent. And he's
1: kind yeah. of like, well, I'm doing this now. Yeah. So, and you know, it's
0: kind of irreverent in a wholesome way. Like, this isn't right. hurting anybody. It's yeah. just real silly. <laughs> I'm sure he paid those musicians very well <laughs> Yeah, to-, to humor
1: him. <laughs> he really should have sung or something. He has that nice resonant voice. But I guess it would have been too good, maybe.
0: Well, and the thing is, like... I kind of think the piano playing is a little too good okay, in a way. Because, like, he obviously has rhythm. Okay. And, like, if you listen to, you know, if you listen to, like, maybe, like, a 30-second clip of a song, you can hear that he understands, like, the feel of the music, and he knows, like, when he wants the dynamics of the song to go up or to go down like you can hear that in the music and I think that that actually makes it worse (laughs) and less interesting (laughs) because I think if if there was like absolutely no rhyme or reason whatsoever to the piano I think that that would be a more successful like experiment yeah we'll say
1: but that's just me
0: I don't know (laughs) I love that.
1: I love this so much. <laughs> and truly you have made my day. This is You
0: are very welcome. Delightful. My friend. <laughs> I'm... Yeah, so that's all for this week, right? No nothing. Yeah.
1: Else? I'm just so happy we're taught we're taking a, a trip so down to the burger joint. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I have many a time eaten a burger and wanted to watch Bob's burgers. Absolutely. It's almost well, rude not to. I feel like this is a time when we need to, again, say, please take care of yourself. Yes. And, um, you know, if you have the opportunity and or the means to, you know, do some advocacy work, mm-hmm. please do that. Um, yeah, do... Yeah. For... The many different things that are happening in our Mm -hmm. world right now. Absolutely. Um,
1: There's a lot. And the things that never got resolved that we (laughs) are. Just take care of everyone. Take care of yourselves.
0: Yeah, Please do. And watch Bob's Burgers if you need a little escape.
1: If you need a little (laughs) bit of an escape. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, friends.
0: We will see you next time. Bye. Goodbye.